Bush and Ritchie here with another daily takeaway. This one you're going to uh, going to hear. It's even more personal and special for us because it comes from our from our own homes uh, due to industrial action and snow and school closures and all sorts of reasons. Bush, what's the state of play in your place right now? As I speak, um, I am upstairs in um, my middle daughter Thea's bedroom and there, she's back from school now and is currently fighting with her 11-month-old younger sister, Stella, over pulling Christmas decorations off the tree and I'm staying up here for as long as I can. That doesn't sound like a very even battle, a four-year-old versus an 11-month-old. You should, honestly, you should see our 11 month She's like a, like a little brawler, a little thug. My, my mum described her, her own grandma described her as a thug the other day <laughs> I've never seen anything like it she like pulls Thea all over the place pulls her hair and everything she's, she's an absolute scoundrel now you know what we're up against enjoy the rest of this episode The Daily Takeaway Daily Takeaway You won't believe what's been going on down at the Clackett Lane services you won't believe it allow me to explain right uh, we came back from Salisbury the other weekend visiting my mum and dad and we stopped at the Clackett Lane services on the M25 iconic location and at a McDonald's uh, and we did that thing where you uh, can have it brought to the table because the kids were like mucking around so I thought let's just keep everyone in one place anyway the fella uh, comes over with our food but instead of having it on a tray he's carrying it in his arms like he's, right. he's you know he's grabbed a load of last minute shopping or whatever and is running back to the car and he said I do apologise uh, we've had every single one of our plastic trays mysteriously stolen <laughs> <laughs> so just to confirm if you missed that every single plastic tray on the Clackett Lane services McDonald's has been nicked for some unknown reason I was thinking to myself like who nicks a tray what are you going to do I mean one tray's bad enough but imagine nicking all of the trays from a McDonald's <laughs> Um, I'm not laughing at theft. Theft is bad, but that that is just so weird. There's no... I mean, uh, is there some sort of residual value in melting them all down? That's the only thing I can think of. Or it's, uh, or it's a Burger King employee. I don't want to point fingers. You know, would they have some kind of motive? Oh. Point you onto the next services down the road? Yeah, tip for tat. Take their trays. We'll, we'll take them off KFC and just some, start some kind of war. I mean, a couple <laughs> of people have been suggesting, was it to do with snow? But this was the other weekend and it hadn't started snowing yet, so it's not for sledging. I just want to put that out there. But I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to explore for the first hour on tonight's Home Time show answer us this question what is the weirdest thing that you have had nicked or maybe something you've stolen a strange thing uh, drew says someone broke into my house a few years ago and stole a tweed jacket a baseball cap and a scarf i was mid decoration so everything else was in boxes in one room except for literally the clothes i was wearing very odd <laughs> this is brilliant i can remember us going away on holiday uh, as, as, as a kid um and everyone else had gone up on the train me and my dad in the car and we stayed overnight in a hotel in York uh, and in the morning found that the broken into and you're thinking oh man everything's been stolen all that they'd opened the boot hadn't taken a thing so so we had this weird moment where they had the chance for theft looked at everything and thought nothing's worth taking that's bad it's almost a slap in the face i remember my dad uh they, they broke into his car in bristol and they left his europe he had a, a, the the final countdown europe album on cassette and he just left it <laughs> chucked it on the passenger seat he was actually a little bit offended by that so answer us this question this evening uh, what is the weirdest thing you've ever had nicked uh, or maybe you've stolen something weird a 
Luigi says on Twitter, uh, she got suspended in year eight for stealing the school first aid box, just the box she left the contents, to go with my PVC nurse's uniform I just bought in Camden to wear nightclubbing. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, Damien's tweeted, we had a framed signed photo of Pierce Brosnan on top of our telly at university, which vanished after a house party. Thing is, I can't even remember why we had it in the first place. <laughs> I love that. Somewhere, that Pierce Brosnan picture is out there. Claire says, I used to host an Airbnb and guests in my spare room once nicked the plug, including the chain attached from the bathtub. How odd is that? <laughs> well, do you know what? Like, I'm thinking back to your story about Clackett Lane Services and all those McDonald's trays going missing, which is a weird theft. I'm not saying that this is the right behaviour, but I can understand why someone might take a plug... Say, for example, if their plug at home is already missing or broken. But that's outrageous, babe. Get your own plug. Go to the shop. Buy your <laughs> well, own I, plug. I agree. I'm just trying to just trying to reason. I'm, I'm not encouraging theft. Please do not think so. Um, Matt has tweeted something that has very much uh, hit home the last 24 hours. A few years back, someone nicked our snowman. It was only a little one that my daughter made. It didn't melt as there was still snow around and just a circle of grass where it had stood. I had to tell her he'd flown off to help Santa. The thing is... Uh, Rocco made a snowman yesterday, woke up this morning, it's been toppled over and there's no way it's fallen because there's been no thawing. Someone has absolutely punched it in. Do you want good? I've got, I've got such a compulsion. Anyone else listening to this right now get a compulsion when you see a snowman to roundhouse kick its head off. I love no. it. I love doing it. <laughs> I can't walk past a snowman without taking it out. I've got to do it. <laughs> Even if it's Rocco's, God bless him, I'd still well, roundhouse his uh, uh, snowman's head off. Wow. Wow. It's out there. I've said, so I've said it. Uh, Nicholas Sims says, someone nicked our food waste bin. I'd put it out full of manky food for collection, but it disappeared from outside our gate before the bin men came. And it was returned later that day completely emptied. So someone stole our bin, emptied it for us and returned it. <laughs> Proper weird. Uh, thank you so much for getting in touch with stuff that you've had nicked this evening on the show. It's kind of been like Crime Watch UK here with people working around the clock with phones in the background of Richie and I to take your calls and your messages Really bizarre one in here from Edward Orton on Twitter. And he's just literally one sentence, but no explanation. He says, my dad once got his garden path nixed. Hey, I mean, that's... The thing with theft, not that I've ever done it, is you've got to be in and out quickly. Nicking a garden path, you've got to... That's taking ages. And like a trailer, you're talking slabs you need of to concrete. Skip. I mean, maybe maybe they've come back and gone back in two or three different times or something like that. But according to Ed, his dad had his garden path nicked. Sticking with gardens, uh, Neil's tweeted to say that the hose pipe from the back garden got taken. Strangely, though, they left the kid's bike. You would have thought a bike is more of a thievable <laughs> item than a hose pipe. I tell you what, though, if you need a hose pipe, you've got to get one. Jimmy says I worked at a local leisure centre and someone stole a toilet seat out of the men's changing rooms once. And this one might clinch it. Cakes and celebrate on Twitter say, uh, I had three boxes of icing sugar nicked out of my boot once. They left my designer sunglasses on my seat. What's going on with that? Icing sugar? In her boot. That's mad. That's absolutely mad. This is the Daily Takeaway. Santa, turkey and the 12 days of Christmas. Three of the staple items for the festive period every year. 12 days is something you'll find here on Home Time as we count the days down to Christmas uh, by chatting to people called Dave. Uh, It's time to meet Dave number four, they've been brilliant so far. Who's this on the line? It's 
Dave from Chesterfield. Yes. yes. Yes, Dave, another dependable Dave. Dave, what do you do? Uh, I'm an actor, a wrestler, and I fix touchscreen TVs around the country. What? No, three unusual things I would not put next to each other. An actor, a wrestler, and a touchscreen screen fixer. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> well, Dave, what do you spend most time on, fixing your touchscreens or wrestling or acting? Um, touchscreens, I do that full-time. Okay, so the wrestling and the acting is a side thing. Uh, what is your name as a wrestler, and are you a good guy or a bad guy, a heel or a face? Uh, uh, my name's Mr Vane, uh, the true god of Olympus. Brilliant. And I'm a heel. He's a heel. So your heels are the bad guys, faces are the good guys in wrestling. And where, where, do, you, where do you wrestle then, in Chesterfield? Um, I own my own company called MCW. Wow, amazing wow. thing. It's so cool. Though. It's such a brilliant, vibrant, um, like, little... It's almost like underground wrestling scene in the United Kingdom because I, I live in Leon C and they've always got uh, local wrestling going on in Southend and everything as well. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yet yeah, here you are, fixing touchscreens by day. What, where would we have been that we might have seen a touchscreen that's been fixed by Dave? Um, in a school, in a hospital, in a police station, in a prison. I don't know. Oh, fantastic. Good man. <laughs> and let's deal with the final the final part of the facet of your character, which is the acting. What acting have you done, Dave? Have you been in the background of anything we might have watched? Uh, Coronation Street. <laughs> Amazing. Who were you in, Corey? I, I walked past the screen and my, my whole face was right in front of the camera. I bet you walked past that screen thinking there's a crack in that. I can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dave, the one thing that concerns me in all the things that you do do, and you sound quite a maverick, you haven't said that you sing. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, but I'll give it a good bash. Well, I, th- I think his entire, you know, backstory is he'll give anything to go, this fella. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a good feeling about him. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, Dave, let's take it away. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me... Dave from Chesterfield. Dave from Lee. Dave from Southampton. And Dave from Sheffield. Hey! Hey! Another classic. Uh, If you want to be our fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth Dave, or even all the way up to 12, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. It's time once again for our little feature this week that we like to call Help. So this Christmas, home time, and the lovely people at Tesco Mobile are all about helpfulness. You know, listening to this show. So can you help with our daily dilemma? So if you do, and we speak to you on the phone, you'll receive a lovely, timely gift of £1,000. Thanks to Tesco Mobile, and you can spend less on your phone with club card prices and tuck into more this Christmas. Terry and the rest of the Snook family have been in touch and say, Help. I know we only really eat it once a year, but I'm sick of turkey. Does anybody have any suggestions that could help freshen up the festive plate this year? What else could we eat that's a bit special? Terry and the Snooks, what do you reckon, Bush? Terry and the Snooks sounds like a band from the 1960s that I would definitely go and see live, (laughs) just to start off with. But this is probably echoed in loads of households around the United Kingdom, that although you feel like you have to have turkey, when you actually sit down and think about it, it's a dry, old, horrible meat, isn't it, turkey? Why, Why do we put ourselves through it? I agree, I agree. It's not the most exciting. It is, it is drab. It's not even full of flavour. Um, however, I'm going to stick along the bird route and my piece of advice, help for Terry and the Snooks, uh, goes back to a previous Christmas in a previous relationship uh, when oh, yeah. uh, Christmas, Christmas Day had one of those... Well, it's quite processed, but it was a bird in a bird in a bird. Oh, um, like a Christmas dinner inception. 
Yes, exactly that. And it wasn't all that bad. So I'm not sure about those things. Because I mean, essentially having an animal stuck up at another animal's backside and then another animal stuck up that animal's backside. When you yeah. sit down and think about it, there's a, yeah. lot, there's a lot that's a red flag about that, I'd say. <laughs> Sarah is putting forward, that says, pick your favourite food, even if it ends up a buffet-style dinner and enjoy the day together. It's all about spending time with your family. Uh, you could also celebrate Japanese-style and have a KFC. Last year, my son only ate Yorkshire puddings and gravy. I respect him. I respect her some for that. I mean, I did do that a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember, I mentioned it on the show. It was only a starter, but I did prawn cocktail as a starter, which isn't very Christmas day uh, It's not mentioned in the nativity at all, but it went down an absolute storm. Might do it again. I think it's time to move away from Turkey, folks. Love a prawn cocktail. Your suggestions, please. Steve on the line. Steve, what's your suggestion? Ostrich steak. Ostrich steak as an alternative. Is that even a thing, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Get them Aldi, Morrison's, anyway. All good superstores. My next question was going to be, where are you going for that? And you're, you're, you're claiming ostrich steak is as widespread as that. Yeah, yeah. Aldi, we had them on Saturday with roast potatoes. Wow. And what, what does it look like? I mean, what on earth does an ostrich steak look like? It's... <laughs> Not like not like you would expect from a bird. It's actually more gamey. It's, it literally looks like a steak, and it tastes like a steak. It doesn't taste like chicken, as everybody says. Get ready for what's about to happen here, everybody. Um, I don't know why I've missed this. Maybe I've stuck my head in the sand somewhat. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Might ruffle a few feathers with that one. Oh, you two. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I think, Steve, we, we love that suggestion so much on behalf of the lovely people at Tesco Mobile, because this has blown our minds. You've bagged yourself £1,000 thanks to Tesco. What about that? Really? That's absolutely amazing. This is going to make a huge difference to my Christmas this year. So honestly, thank you very much, guys. That's, that's brilliant. Mrs. Wes uh, says, we always go out for a curry, lads. You can't beat Ooh. it. Uh, Megan says, I love uh, for starters, boiled eggs with prawn sauce. I'm not a fan of turkey, she says. <laughs> now, now you've put forward uh, the prawn cocktail. Uh, what about your boiled eggs then and prawn sauce push? Where are you standing on that? I don't know. That sounds a bit ungodly. Prawn sauce poured <laughs> on top of boiled eggs. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. <laughs> It's a no from us. Uh, what are we sticking on their plate that isn't turkey? Simon, what are you going with? Uh, barbecue, mate, for me. Um, I had to do it a few years ago when the oven bust. Um, so we didn't have much choice. So we cracked the barbie out on Christmas morning um, and just went with that. And the kids loved it. And we've done that for the last couple of years now. Um, wow. A lot of the greatest um, you know, discoveries are made by accident. It's a little bit like penicillin. Your, your oven breaks there. And then next thing you know, you've discovered outdoor winter barbecues. Yeah, it gets a bit Simon, the next question then. So going back to when your oven broke, I'm presuming you discovered all that on Christmas Day. So were you barbecuing turkey or did you have other stuff in that you could stick on the grill? to barbecue turkey with a lot of googling but that didn't go particularly well as you can imagine yeah. um, with my limited barbecue skill so it was a case, case of defrosting some sausages in the microwave and, uh, and cracking them out and doing those bits and basically what we had left over um, but it didn't matter because everyone was together and we all had a great time still and, and that's exactly the point festive sausages Simon we love it and for your ingenuity and MacGyver like pivot to uh, save Christmas Day you've just won yourself a thousand pounds thanks to Tesco Mobile 
No way. Yes way. That's amazing. Oh, mate, that is fantastic. Oh, that, oh, that has made my Christmas, mate. The kids are going to have such a good time with that money. Um, we'll go away and treat them, I think. And we're still going to have a barbecue. So the other I was going to say, with, with that money, you can go out and get another patio gas canister. Nah. I tell you what, though, the Snooks, even though they do sound like a family that might live in Bag End from the Lord of the Rings books, uh, they've got a hell of a load of suggestions coming in for the alternative Christmas lunch they can have here on Help on Home Time. Uh, Lewis in Swansea says, why don't you try one gigantic pig in a blanket? We have one every year now, sausage meat the size of a Yule log and 20 rashes of bacon. Do it once, you'll never look back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have to say, uh, pigs in blanket is my favourite thing on a festive plate. The idea of a pig in a blanket that is the size of a Yule log, that has, that has got my stomach flipping in excitement. I'm so excited about it. I almost feel like if we had the utensils, I'd love to try and cook it next week on this show because it sounds immense. I hope my mother-in-law isn't listening because I know that's where we're going on Christmas Day and I'm now gutted that we are. I'd like to do that. <laughs> uh, thank you for your brilliant suggestions. Help returns on the show tomorrow. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Tuesday the 13th of December, which means... Means 13 doors have been opened uh, in your advent calendar if you're doing that kind of thing. 13 chocolates uh, boshed before 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Bush, I need your opinion uh, on advent calendar etiquette. Uh, it's pretty much the first thing that uh, me and Rocco do when we come downstairs in the morning. He'll open his calendar, then he'll open mine and say that it's good to share and end up oh, eating dear. my chocolate as well. Yeah, right. exactly One how it them. goes down. Uh, but this morning... He started peeling off the doors on the advent calendar and I said, I, I, I said, stop, what were you doing? That's, that's not what you're meant to do. And he said, I, if I take off the doors, then it's easier to see which ones are left still to be open. And from a parental side of thing, I, I sat back and thought, well, actually, I, I, I can't disagree with the logic there. But then I just stopped and thought, no, no, but that's just not what you do with advent calendars. That's vandalism, don't you think? Well, do you know, the weirdest thing is, I saw someone mention this on Twitter the other day, that uh, someone in their house was doing a similar thing where they were ripping the, ripping the doors off as like a, a, you know, a way to remind you where you're at. Because obviously the numbers don't go in a line. With the, with the modern advent calendar, no. they're like spe speckled all the way around a picture. So I can see where they're coming from from that. But surely that's not in the spirit of, of advent, is it? It's not what baby Jesus would have wanted, having all the doors ripped off. I don't think it's what baby D Jesus would have wanted. I also don't think it's what the graphic designer wanted. Because you've got to bear in mind, on the front of the calendar is still some kind of print or pattern. If you're then ripping the doors off after day one, that pattern is lost. But if you're neatly shutting the doors back up again, you've still got a lovely kind of Christmas freeze uh, or, or whatever they've got on the front of it that is there for display. Also as well, I think if you've ripped the actual door off an advent calendar, it looks like you literally couldn't wait for the chocolate. Do you mean to hell with the picture, <laughs> to hell with the nativity scene, let me have the chockies. Uh, do, there's an open discussion going on on the show right now. Do let us know your thoughts. Is this advent calendar vandalism? Doors on or doors off? Uh, let us know what you think. Demetrios says, what's the point? That's the excitement for the child to find the relevant door number open and to find the treat. Uh, Demetrios, I'm going to put you in direct contact with my four-year-old. You can put that point to him. It's a good point. I'm thinking that maybe ripping the doors off uh, advent calendars is a little bit like, you know, people who take uh, the wrapper off a Beck's bottle while she's talking to them. 
<laughs> you always think, what, what else is going on behind the scenes? Sarah Carruthers says it's sacrilege. Cotty on Twitter says, I'm 34 and I do exactly the same thing. Uh, Ryan says, I always shut the door back up, but I like to leave a little bit of the foil sticking out so that I know I've not forgotten to eat the chocolate. He's got a system. Wait, well, where's he rushing off to, though? Do you know what I mean? People who... And I this is the same for Rocco, right? Well, <laughs> what a big rush to get you your chocolate. That's do you know a good I mean? point. Yeah, how would you forget to open it if you've... Got, if you've um, if you already opened the door, yeah. Well, I mean, it just asks a lot of questions. Amanda, though, one hundred percent endorses it. She says, "I think this shows Rocco has an analytical and creative mind." Fair play. Uh, maybe I should take that positive. It's a good point. Uh, and then Claire says, and "This could be the smoking gun that actually answers the whole thing." I thought the doors had dotted lines on the hinges, exactly so you could do this. Uh, back end of what's been a very busy home time show this evening. Uh, post seven o'clock. You won't believe this. <laughs> There's a World Cup semi-final tonight. I've forgotten all about it since Saturday night. Do you want? Oh yeah, I remember the World Cup. <laughs> I remember it too. Do you even know who's playing tonight? I had to look I've, it up. I've got absolutely no idea. And do you know what? I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I feel like it's over for me. It's dead to me. <laughs> Uh, Argentina versus Croatia uh, is the seven o'clock game this evening. I think oh. kind of going a little bit miserable just thinking about it. Do you know what? It's going to be like the world's rolling around on the floor play acting competition. Do you know what I mean? The, the world championships <laughs> of simulation. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Hope you enjoyed the Daily Takeaway. Are we doing this again tomorrow then? We, are we still here again at home tomorrow? We are, we are. I, I, I fear, for, I fear oh. for what's going on at yours. I'm going to need a bigger bottle of scotch. <laughs>